Good morning, wonderful church family. Oh, how I wish I could be with you. Not exactly how I planned on spending my December, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for technology. Uh, grateful to be teaching you this morning. Uh, guys, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to open them up to the book of John. Uh, that's where we're going to be this morning. John chapter 10, specifically as we continue our Advent series, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. And uh, I'm going to pray for us as you do that. I'm also going to put this QR code up on the screen for you, uh, full screen. And if you've got a smartphone, if you want to just point the camera there at that QR code, uh, you can open up and download our digital sermon notes. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the ability to gather around your word, uh, even when we do it in different ways like this morning. God, I'm thankful for uh, the whole crew there at FBC, how diligently they've been working to serve your church uh, while I've been uh, quarantined here with my family. And, and I'm just, just so grateful for their love for you and their service to your bride, the church, Jesus. We love you. We ask now that you would be with us. Holy Spirit, we wanna invite you to come and take your place. You are the teacher of this church. We pray that you would come and lead us and teach us in all of the ways of Jesus so we might see more clearly than ever before. And uh, we ask that in Jesus' holy, powerful, and precious name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, guys, welcome to week four of our Advent series. And, and this morning, at the end of the service, we'll light the fourth candle. And that fourth candle uh, represents love, the love of God, which we see uh, clearest in, in the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And so got a banner statement for you this morning as we unwrap uh, another name of Jesus. This morning we're unwrapping the name Good Shepherd. And so here's our banner statement uh, up on the screen for you. As Good Shepherd, Jesus loves us so much that he died to rescue us. Let me say that again. As Good Shepherd, Jesus loves us so much that he died to rescue us. Us. And so uh, along those lines, I've got, I've got a few things I want to share with you this morning. But before I do that, I want to read with you through the Word of God. And so I am in God's Word in uh, the book of John, uh, the book of John chapter 10. And uh, let me turn there. I thought I was there. Uh, so in the book of John, John chapter 10, we're going to start in verse 1. And here is what the Word of the Lord says. Uh, here we go. Truly, I tell you. Anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he's brought all of his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus gave this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was telling them. Jesus said again, truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come so that they might have life and have it in abundance. He says this in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he's not the shepherd, doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees wolves coming. The wolf then snatches uh, them up and scatters them. This happens because he's a hired hand and he doesn't care about the sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd, uh, verse 14. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life 
for the sheep. But I have other sheep that aren't from this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. And then there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own, and I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about this title, this name of Jesus. I want to unwrap the meaning of that name for you. And I've got four things that I want to share for you. And here is the first. First thing I want you to know is that Jesus is our good shepherd because he carries us back to God and he cares for our needs. Let me say that again. Jesus is our good shepherd because he carries us back to God and he cares for our needs. And uh, guys, I, I just, I want to talk to you a little bit about the gospel, right? Um, one of my favorite books by Max Licato is called uh, In the Grip of Grace. And, and he, it's really kind of an allegory uh, he does in, in, about the book of Romans. And kind of what he says is, is you study the book of Romans, that the gospel basically teaches that um, sin is like a torrential river that, that we all have stepped into. And the moment that we touch it, we are swept away from the presence of God, from the presence of the Father. And, and we are so weak and, uh, and, and unable. There's nothing we can do to make our way back up the river. And, and so he talks about the fact that we need another one. We need a rescuer. We need someone to come that's stronger than us, that can pick us up and that can carry us uh, back home. And, and, and that, of course, is, is what Jesus has done for us, right? He, he carries us back home and he cares for us because he's a good shepherd. You, you remember uh, when he talks about leaving the 99 to go seek the one. You've seen the pictures of, of the good shepherd, of Jesus holding uh, the injured lamb over his neck as, as he walks back. And, and that injured lamb, guys, that's us. There's nothing that we can do, the Bible says, nothing we can do to restore any kind of righteousness unto us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so what we need, we need someone stronger. We need someone able to bring us back into the presence of God. Now, the biblical word for that, biblical term for that is reconciliation. I want you to hear what the word of God says about reconciliation. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us, right? And then in, in Romans 5, uh, verse 10, the word of God says this, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will, be, will we be saved by his life. And so that, that's the first thing I, I want you to understand. As we unwrap the, the, the title, Good Shepherd, and we try to understand all that Jesus has really done for us, I want you to know that he's our good shepherd because he carries us back to God. And he cares for us, right? Uh, Jesus is the gate. And in and, and and, and biblical times, um, they, they would often be out in pasture and, and in the middle of night. And, and oftentimes the shepherd couldn't see. And so they would they would build these sheep pens and, and he uh, the shepherd would, would lay across a hole, right? Put rocks in a circle except for a hole. And that hole is where the shepherd would lie and he would call in his sheep uh, by name. And as they would come in, uh, in, the, in the pitch black night, he could he could feel them. And, and as he felt injuries or anything, he would care for them and, and, and put ointment on them and, and so that they might heal. That, that, that's, that's who Jesus is for us. And so we start there, man. He is the good shepherd because he carries us back to God. He reconciles us, but he also cares for our deepest needs. Second thing I want you to see this morning. Here we go. I want you to know that Jesus is our good shepherd because he knows us intimately and still loves us. 
Let me say that again. Jesus is our good shepherd because he knows us intimately and he still loves us. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 14 says this. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. And, and I, I just talked about a second ago how that, that shepherd would know a sheep. He, he'd be able to feel a sheep, a sheep, right? In, in, in the middle of pitch black darkness and know like, oh, hey, this one's Larry, right? That one's Joe, that one's Mary. Like, like he was able to do that, which is, which is astounding. And, and the truth is that that's, that's how Jesus is with us, right? Jesus knows us intimately. He knows us better than we know ourselves. I, I love one of Matt Chandler's sermons I heard a long time ago. It says that, listen, Jesus isn't surprised and who, like he wasn't hanging on the cross and, 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 and dying for your sake. And he's not like shocked at the things that you still struggle with, right? He knew exactly what he was getting in you when he died on the cross. And, and I, I think about Jesus and Peter, right? Like Jesus knew exactly who Peter was. Jesus knew Peter's zealous nature. He, he knew that Peter was going to cut off the guy's ear. He knew that Peter would, would jump out in front and say, Lord, I'll never, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll lay down my life for you. But he also knew that Peter would, would deny him three times, right? And yet, get this, Jesus still chose Peter. He still loved Peter. He still restored Peter. And, and listen, Jesus knows you too, right? He knows you intimately. And, and in spite of that, friend, he loves you. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? I think that is such great news. All right, brings me to my third point. I want you to understand this morning that Jesus is our good shepherd because he leads us and goes before us preparing the way. Let me say that again. Jesus is our good shepherd because he leads us and he goes before us preparing the way. Uh, so John 10 still uh, in verse 4, here is what Jesus says. It says, uh, when he has brought out all of his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice, right? Because they know his voice. And, and so guys, this is what Jesus has done. He's gone before us in life. He's, he's gone before us in, in death. Um, he's, he's gone before us in, in eternity. And, uh, and, he, and, and what is he doing? Well, he's preparing a way for us. John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3. Uh, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. So that where I am, you may be also. Just think about that. Jesus has gone before us in life. He's gone before us in death. And, and he's gone before us in, in eternity. He is currently preparing a place for us. That's awesome. And he's coming back. And he's coming back to set all things right. I can't wait. I don't know about you. Uh, brings me to the last thing. Fourth thing, guys. I want you to know that Jesus is our good shepherd uh, because he laid down his life to save and to service. That Jesus is our good shepherd because he laid down his life to save and to serve us. Uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 8 uh, says this. But God proves his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right? Oh, we were still sinners. Christ died for us. This, this, is, this is the proof of, of the love of God. Love of God, that's our theme this week, is, is that, that like, God loves us so much that he sent us this good shepherd. And what has this good shepherd done? He, he's laid down his life for his sheep. That's us. And, uh, and, and that's what Romans 5, 8 says. Ephesians 5, 1 and, and 2 uh, says this. It says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself as a sacrificial 
genuine fragrant offering to God. Then, then verse 25 says, says this, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, right? And, and so what did Jesus do when he laid down his life? Well, he saved us, but he also did it to, to serve us, all right? And that's the example. He says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. What did he do? Well, he loved the church. He served us. And I, I don't know what you think about um, when you think, well, where is Jesus? What is he doing right now? But the answer to that question biblically is that right now, Jesus is at work, man. Jesus, right now, as we speak, this very moment, he is ministering to you. Right now, this, this very moment, he is empowering you. Right now, this very moment, he is standing in your defense. Right now, this, this, this very moment, he's preparing an eternal home for you. Right now, this very moment, he is, he is walking with you. Right now, this very moment, he is, he is bearing your burdens. Right now, this very moment, he's calling you by name, whispering to you, right? I love you. I love you. You're, you're better than this. Come and, and follow me. And Jesus does that because he is our good shepherd. So, so what do we do as, as we begin to kind of peel back the layers of, of understanding and, and our hearts begin to be awakened about who Jesus really is and how much he really loves us? Well, I, I think the truth that Jesus is a good shepherd or our good shepherd really should, should, should call us to, to these three action points. And here is the first. Ready? First thing I think we need to do is we need to hear his voice. We need to hear his voice. Uh, I'm reading through, uh, of course, we're doing the Advent study together as a church, unwrapping the names of Jesus. But then at night after we do that, I go upstairs with Faith and I read uh, her kind of bedtime stories. And we're reading through a book called The Jesse Tree. And it's an old man that's carving a tree in a church. And a young kid keeps walking in and asking what each symbol is. And, uh, and a few nights ago, we, we studied um, Samuel. Right, and, and so what did Samuel do? His, his mother Hannah uh, longed for a child, prayed for a child. God gave her a child. She said, Lord, if you ever give me a son, I'm gonna give him back to you. And so she takes uh, her, her son Samuel to the temple and uh, to the priest Eli and says, hey, promise God that I was going to give my son to him. Will you, will you train him? Will you raise him up? And so uh, there's Samuel. He's living with Eli. He's in the temple. And uh, Eli's getting old. His, his sons are, are, are not following in his ways. And, uh, and Samuel goes to sleep one night and, and uh, he hears his voice. He hears his voice going, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up and he runs to Eli. Eli, what do you, what do you want? Man, like, it's me. And Eli said, I didn't call you. And so he goes back, goes to sleep again, hears it again. He goes, Eli, what's up? Eli said, I didn't call you. So he hears it a third time. Well, finally, when he goes to Eli, Eli Aha, I know exactly what's going on. It, it, it's not me calling you, it's the Lord. And I need you to go, and next time he speaks your name, I want you to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Listen, some of you, there have been things going on in your life, and, and you've kind of felt like uh, somehow someone, something's trying to get your attention, right? You, you felt like, man, uh, maybe it's just almost been, a, I, I like to call it sometimes an impression on your spirit, maybe a little kind of tug on your heart, like, like, man, I need to change, or I, I, I need to uh, get out, out, out of the sin that I'm in, I, I, I need forgiveness, I, I need God in my life, and, and you're not exactly sure how to do it or what to do, and I, I just want to implore you, man, the, the Bible, live that out, just go be Samuel today, maybe tonight when you go to bed, you just, you just whisper a, a kind of a, a, a private prayer unto God, God, speak uh, your servant is listening. I want to hear from you, God. God will speak to you. Okay, so that is the first thing. I want you to hear his voice. The second thing, guys, is I, I want you to receive his love. 
I want you to receive his love. So that's the second thing I, I want to talk to you about is, is, listen, this week, the focus is love. And, and what is love? Well, it's Jesus, right? The greatest gift of God's love is, is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. But listen, the, the thing about a gift is, is you got to receive it. And, and God has uh, sent a way that you can be reconciled. And Jesus is the stronger one who, who can uh, face the current of sin and, 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 and bring you back to God. You can't do it. Some of you have been trying to do it your whole life. You're weary, you're tired, you're worn out, you've tried religion, it's exhausting. Like, like you need uh, the Son of God, the perfect Son of God. He is stronger than you, He's perfect. And, and you need to receive this truth. He died for your place. The good shepherd laid down his life for you because you're a sheep. He's been calling you by name, but now is the time to finally receive him. And I pray that that would happen for you today. And, and then that just kind of leads us to the, the third thing, last thing, okay? I want you to follow his lead. I want you to follow his lead. One of the most uh, amazing things that Jesus does for us is he walks in front of us. He's our example. And, and the word of God uh, shows us how, how Jesus loved, shows, shows us how Jesus lived. We actually have commandments from Jesus about how we're supposed to do things. Like, like you have this great example. Take advantage of it. Follow his lead, okay? Follow his lead. So, so hear, hear his voice, right? Receive his love and follow his lead. I'm gonna pray for you now, church. I pray that this word of God would come alive in your heart. Today, if, if you've never received Jesus uh, as your Lord and Savior, if you never received that gift of love, um, you can pray this prayer with me right now. Let's bow our heads. God, um, I, I've heard today that you love me so much that you sent your son Jesus and that this good shepherd has laid down his life for me. Uh, I don't feel worthy of that, but God, I need that. I feel a great separation between me and you, God, and I need someone. I need something greater than me. I'm so tired of trying to do this on my own. Jesus, would you please come and rescue me and reconcile me back to God? Uh, just, just If you will just pick me up and carry me home to God, that's what I ask, that you would save me today. Come into my life. Today, I commit my life to you. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. And God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, church, I love you. I, I, I pray soon we will be out of quarantine and be able to be with you again. Until that time, uh, I, I pray that, uh, that you know that uh, your church, however we meet, uh, is always available. Uh, your staff is always available. We want to wish you, as we head into this week, we want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Goodbye, and God bless.